Hello, hello, and welcome to the Resetting Homo Sapiens podcast, a show dedicated to resetting our species one button at a time. My name is Carlota Getsch, and today I'm having a chat with Enrique Garcia and Laura Ortega. I had the privilege to work with Laura and Enrique in a project with the company Smergos as we completed our last semester in our Bachelor of Communication and Digital Media. If you have no idea what Smergos does in this beautiful world, you can go ahead and listen to our previous episode where we talk a little bit about their social mission of inspiring motion towards a more inclusive, accessible and empathetic world. This second part of this episode is dedicated to exploring Laura and Enrique's experience collaborating with Smergos throughout their time as communication students at a university. Without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome, Laura and Enrique. I'm very happy to have you here. Uh, I just admitted to you that I interviewed Nick and Nicole before you. So I'm very excited now to let our listeners know a little bit about the project we did together. I guess the first question I have for you is uh, just to let us know a little bit about your experience with Smergos. And even before that, if any of you wants to explain a little bit of this class of global challenges. Take it away, Laura. You got this. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you, Carlola, for um, holding us here today. I was um, working with the three of you on Global Challenges, which is a class that we have in fourth year in communications, and we have to work on a social impact uh, project. In our case, we worked with Smergos, which is a company in South Africa that works with people with disabilities and they were at the mo at the start um, selling products for wheelchairs or any other things that could adapt to people in need. Later on, we, we developed other things, uh, but that was what they started with. Yeah, I, I think honestly, we had, um, we had a great opportunity, to be honest, as students, we, I mean, I, I say I mentioned this project in, in most of my job interviews, to be honest, because it really shows that we as students got a chance to properly work with a, a fully functioning startup that not only is fully functioning and actually, you know, um, in action, but a startup that goes further than just the products they sell. Like uh, it's two individuals who are super passionate about about their cause and super passionate not just because, um, I mean, super passionate for the right reasons. Uh, yeah. And what I mean by that is they themselves are the target market of their their social movement. And, and that's amazing to see. Like, And they, I think they transmitted their passion to us in more than one way. And so, yeah, for that reason, I think we were super lucky. And, and I don't think many students get the chance to, to have these opportunities. And I think IE does a great job to to provide these opportunities. But when I, when I talk about, uh, when I'm pitching myself as a candidate for a job, I really talk highly of this, um, of this opportunity because it really showed us a lot 
and it and the way I think we handled it as a as a team was was quite like I had a lot a lot of good things to say about that. I think we we did a pretty good job, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, yeah, I have a lot of things to say already. Uh, the first one is that I a hundred percent agree that. Uh, I think it was a wonderful opportunity. It's not um, every time that in uni that you have an opportunity to work with a real project with real people. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think it was also very interesting that we did we did it on our last year, um, and we were yeah. so, on our last semester too. Exactly. And I want to give a little bit of context. So we were six people in total. Am I correct? Yes. Wait, us three, Fernanda, Anais, Irene, and Malaka. Seven, seven. We were seven. Okay. I should know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we had the branding team, which was me and Laura, uh, mm -hmm. the creative team, uh, Enrique and Irene, Malaca. and then we and Malaka, yeah. and then social media team, uh, Maria Fernanda and Anais. Mm -hmm. We did work like an agency. And I think that the first step was really understanding what was the consulting or the the consulting challenge. What was the problem that we were trying to solve? So maybe we can start there to explore the Smurgles experience. Yeah, I mean, um, well, firstly, I think we all kind of uh, split into our into our roles quite naturally. I don't think anyone was unhappy with their role. And everyone kind of got a chance to um, to, to work to their abilities and their strengths in this project. So I think we, we did a good job at, at splitting roles from the start. Um, I think from the start, it was really important how we worked as a group, not just, I mean, I know you guys in the end um, worked really hard on the, on the branding side of things, but before we truly split into our groups, I think all of us kind of uh, came together and tried to figure out um, what what is it that this project is going to be about and i think in that moment we we kind of came together and and realized that okay well these guys have a lot of ambition on this uh this brand but they're not quite sure of how to define their their brand right and so i think we kind of did that for them and the way you guys put together you know i think laura can expand more on on the details of how you develop the brand but but yeah i think that's that was the main like the main how should we call it? the main approach was to redefine and and give a direction to smurgos right so that's how i saw it yeah i think we completely took the role of being adults in a business world and doing our best especially because we had like a wake up call mm. the first day saying like, this is not a normal class. Yeah. You're going to work for real and you're going to spend more hours yeah. than in a normal class. And we were like, okay, we need to do this. And let me just add to that point before we you continue that I think it was definitely that, that it was announced that it was not a conventional class by our dear professors, yeah. Yuna and They Danny. made it clear to us from the start. <laughs> they were like, trust me, these are real people with, Exactly. real consequences blah, blah. So, but i also think that you know. the other dimension was that you know most of the times in uni we're doing fictional projects so the fact that we mm -hmm. actually had a client on the other side that was expecting a result 
plus the fact that they were so awesome human beings, I think, really helped bring the team together. Yeah. Well, to, to just to comment on that point, I think this project was more special than others um, because we did have other projects with real clients, but perhaps we didn't have the same connection to them because we were having nearly like weekly meetings with them. They were super participative. We were doing like proper impact and not just selling products. It mm -hmm. was social impact, which at the end of the day, if you're helping a whole community and making society better, it, yeah. it motivates you more to work. Completely. The consulting challenge. And, yeah. And in response to the consulting challenge, I think um, we were very effective because everyone worked on their strengths. We divided the choosing what we liked and what we were good at. And if perhaps we weren't as good on something, we always had a partner to, to compliment us. And the research part, which was the first part we kind of all did together, which is more like spending hours. And I think everyone had like the basis of what we needed to know to, to have the context of the project. And then each of us, we took our own yeah. branches and did our own. I think none of us ever lost, lost sight of like the true mission. I mean, I think some of us may, may have had different approaches and different ways of seeing um, how to get there. But I think the getting there, the there, the point, the end point was pretty clear from the start, right? And so that, that really helped us. And in addition, also, um, the fact that uh, Nick and Nicole are so passionate about this project really helped us like, okay, stay on the edge of our, uh, of our chairs the whole time. Like, okay, we can't mess this up. We have to, we have a real, real project here that, that, that heavily depends on us for, for these few months. And, and so everyone realized the importance of this and, I think it brought us some stress at some points. It brought us like a lot of satisfaction as well at some points. Mm -hmm. But I think that truly helped it. Like the fact that they transmitted their eagerness for this to go well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to put everything together before we move on to the next question. And also, I think because <laughs> this is starting to feel like a team meeting uh, <laughs> a little bit. To give the context, um, I think, yeah, we started with Smurgos as a product manufacturer brand that was creating, developing these products for people with disabilities. And during COVID times, what happened was that their community, because a lot of the, their community are people with disabilities, they were spending a lot of time at home. In a lot of cases, they couldn't leave their their homes because they needed to be safe um, and so uh, Smurgos uh, very organically started organizing this community events and more and more they started realizing that actually they were much more than a product manufacturer they were and they are a social movement that is breaking down barriers and building bridges between those with and without disabilities I know this by heart at this point <laughs> And what is interesting is that um, they are really good at really making this connection and sending out this message to the world that people with disabilities are normal people and they mm -hmm. should be included in society like everyone else. Um, yeah, and so I think, you know, from our side, from communication, I think something that 
I felt and I'm sure that you felt was just this uh, sense of be, uh, pride for actually feeling like our skills in branding, in content creation, your awesome skills, Enrique, that you have to learn very hard how to do the animation. I think what was really cool about this project is that we were actually able to create this umbrella that was the social movement and then a communication strategy that would help them position as such. So it wasn't some, we weren't, weren't just doing separate things. We were actually creating a bigger synergy. Um, and I think it's really cool to now, I don't know if you're checking their Instagram uh, often, but yeah. they are still using the templates that we recommended with the strategy that we recommended. Yeah. And that that is really, really cool. I don't mm. know if you have anything to add before I ask the next, next question, but yeah, I just felt like giving this brief summary. No, it's definitely gratifying to see them using you know what we've provided them i'm still waiting for them to use my animation thank you <laughs> no, um, <laughs> it'll come it'll come <laughs> but it will but yeah. come i think they have to create more content for yeah, the social 100 no, no, yeah 100 but yeah it's it's yeah. super cool and like they uh they seem to be you know happy with what we what we provided them right and and using it fully and wait i i heard they were changing the website or what or did they change it or oh i'm yeah now i'm changing their website with the company that i'm working on <laughs> ah okay cool cool that's cool so nice. yeah using our guidelines you better be so using we just exactly <laughs> yeah, of okay. course we're using your <laughs> guidelines our <Okay>. guidelines <laughs> I have a, the next question. How has your perspective on this issue of disability changed ever since you collaborated with Smurgos? I think my perspective and everything I knew about people with disabilities completely changed after the project, basically because it was none. So <laughs> <laughs> I had what I saw in my everyday life and I didn't have anyone around my circle with severe disabilities or physical disabilities other than mental because of course there's a lot of spectrum into what a um, disability is and since I was also part of the interview phase where I had to talk with a doctor or with someone who was inside of a, a company that helped people with disabilities I started to see that um I don't know why I in my mind I didn't consider people with disabilities as as you said before, normal people, but truly like they are. They're just like people yeah. happen to have a disability, but yeah. they do everything the same as we do. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, uh, now every time that I go to a city mall or I just walk on the street and I see a ramp or not, I think to myself, why does this person have this problem that they cannot cross the street and I can? And mm -hmm. um, I think it, it really also made me see how lucky I am to just be born the way I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Indique? Oh, I, I'm completely the same as, as Laura in the sense that uh, definitely this project opened my, my, opened up my perspective on, on this area. I think now, more, like not just the, 
like what I see every day, but I, the way I've been like paying attention to it is in the workforce back then um, I had no idea of anything. I, I didn't know that it was, there was such a discrimination, right. To find, to find yeah. work. Um, I, in the last nine months, I've been working in a company that has over 3000 people or almost 3000 people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know of any, one single person with a disability or or an obvious disability um yeah i don't know of anyone that has one yeah and i i do now truly feel like what what we were finding in our research that they are quite discriminated um when it comes to finding jobs and and in the end what jobs do we see people with mental disabilities for instance having and it's mostly, you know, giving out tickets um, uh, for the lottery and, and those types of jobs, which I think actually there, there are movements that work hard towards uh, providing them with, with jobs. But I think it's more in like really competitive industries that um, they kind of, they're a bit neglected, right? So I think it was super important for us to see like how a social movement works and and how much it means to these people to have like this community where everyone's super accepting of each other um, and they don't have to feel this discrimination that that they perhaps do in the in the workforce. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah think- I don't know if you are aware of this, but um, because I've been chatting with them lately, uh, they have just actually concluded um, consulting project with a big corporation in South Africa, an international oh, organization. Oh. And they were doing nice. precisely that, that Enrique, uh, awareness training on disability. And now mm. they have another, cl- actually two clients coming next year and already thinking of including recruitment in their services. So to tackle precisely wow. what you're talking about, which is really yeah. exciting. You were saying that's super of- good news. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say that Enrique and what you were saying were completely on point because even though we were helping them with communications, we had to learn that social movements or bringing a more adaptable world comes from uh, society structural changes, right? Like politics and consumer behavior and changing prejudices that we might have. Exactly. It's it's providing... um, the attention and the attention that they need in every pillar of society, not just mm-hmm. like providing them with a social space, but also, you know, uh, like we said, the way we consume and, and the way we work and hire. And, and I'm sure there's a million more that are not coming to my head right now, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's in every pillar. Absolutely. And now our last question, though, it is slightly altered. <laughs> the first how I'm going to put it. We usually ask our guests, what is your personal reset button? So whenever you feel like returning to your center, what is your go-to button? But I want to change this to what was your personal or your collective reset button throughout the Smergos project as a team? And I think that this might be good advice for current students who might be looking for resets while they're collaborating in a group project whenever we would get together on our zoom uh, on our on our meetings right um which would mostly be on zoom um or or was it 50 percent zoom 50 percent in in person i don't remember but a lot of them were on zoom right and those 
five to eight minutes that we would take before actually starting to to get down to like being productive where people was, were still connecting and we would just like i don't know make little comments here here or there that in itself was kind of a, a reset button because we would always joke around or 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 say i don't know or catch up a little bit um because in the end we even though we we're all super different right we ended up working together for many hours so we we did want to know about, about what what each other was doing or how we were each handling our thesis and stuff. I think those those first few minutes for me uh, were kind of a, a reset button <laughs> in this project. For me, um, thinking more when I was stressed, I usually do two things that I, I think I did throughout the project. And uh, the first one is thinking at that moment now when I'm in the whole bubble of stress or people are shouting or I want to shout to someone <laughs> <laughs> is um, does this uh, is this gonna affect like what I'm doing in the next five seconds or do I need to resolve this in the next in the next five seconds mm -hmm. and if not in the next five minutes in the next five hours five days five weeks and in terms of my answer to that, I decide to respond why, one way or another or not to respond because maybe I have other priorities. And if in that case, it's not a priority, I undo it. Mm. And if it's more of a personal, like we're having a discussion or something, or I might not agree to someone, I think, do I need to say this or is this unnecessary? Like, is this going to pick up a fight or can I just like, not say it and nothing will happen if it's something that it has to be said because i don't know the client would be um disappointed with us if we don't do it for that day at that moment of course yeah. i'm gonna say it but maybe if it's something that can be fixed like on a one-to-one -one and it doesn't have to be in front of a meeting with other people mm -hmm. i decide to do it in in another moment so i try to do those questions to myself and and think the consequences of of mm -hmm. the action it was like a mental exercise, right? Mm. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and it's reminding me of this concept of reacting versus responding, of how do I mm. want to attend to this event. Well, thank you very much, Laura and Indike. It was a pleasure to see you again. It gave me a little bit of nostalgia of the college mm. years, and I hope you enjoyed the interview as well. 100%. Thank you for having us. Thank you, it was awesome. Laura and Enrique conducted a social impact project with Smurgos throughout their last semester in the Bachelor of Communication and Digital Media at a university. In this episode, we explored their experience collaborating with this social enterprise. And in your previous episode, we explore what this social enterprise Smergos is all about. Resetting Homo Sapiens is Doki Kapenava, Mafalda Curtis de Alzaga, and Carlota Gitch. Our lovely theme music is composed and produced by Nachi, an awesome member of the IE University Music Club. Support for the Resetting Homo Sapiens podcast comes from the IE Center for Health, Wellbeing and Happiness.
You can find them on Instagram at ie underscore happiness underscore center. Thank you for listening.